Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Thanks very much for joining us for another episode. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to bring you the latest in news from onthrottle.co.nz. Uh, in that news, we've got a brand new Benelli, a new learner bike coming to the market, as well as some new BMW goodness as well. And I went for a ride with my mate Todd, uh, recorded some audio. He's right into uh, motorcycle racing, so we'll talk a bit about the news that's happened there uh, coming soon as well. But before we go any further, I want to talk to you about a couple of events. I mentioned them last week, I mentioned them this week, and I'll keep mentioning them until you sign up for them because I want you to come for a ride because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. The GS Rally 2021 is happening November 5th and 6th. Now, this is not restricted to BMWs. I um, I talked about it last week, but I've, I've neglected to mention this one very important fact, and that is that it doesn't matter what you ride, you can come along. So the BMW GS Rally 2021, uh, this year is being run by Kiwi Rider and uh, in conjunction with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. Uh, this year we've got access to Riverhead and Woodhill Forests north of Auckland. It's going to be a whole stack of fun. Um, you don't necessarily need the best of the best of the best off-road riding uh, kit. You don't need the best 50-50 tyres or anything like that. Uh, if there's anything too difficult, there is going to be an easier way around. But by all means if you want to try the hard stuff you're more than welcome so for more information on the gs rally new zealand 2021 happening riverhead and woodhill uh, north of auckland in november 5th and 6th i want you to go to facebook i want you to search gs rally new zealand um and and that'll give you all the information you need and how to sign on for that as well and if you ride a motor guzzy you'll be celebrating the 100 years of motor guzzy with the new zealand tiki tour this is the other event that i wanted to talk to you about now this is this is specifically for Motoguzzi riders but if you ride a Motoguzzi this event is absolutely free for you to come and join in so we've got a Tiki tour happening on the 10th to 12th of September it's based in Lake Okatana Lodge which is about 30 k's away from Rotorua and as I said for Motoguzzi riders, riders absolutely free there's going to be a navigational uh, course or your choice of two navigational courses uh, around about 300 kilometers each one is an adventure ride and the other one is a completely sealed ride uh, and uh, we want you to come along if you ride a motor guzzy we want you to be there the email for that is tiki tour at kiwirider.co.nz or you can go to facebook search moto guzzy nz tiki tour and that has all the information and contact details that you need to know two events looking forward to that one in september one in november come along and join us for a ride we'd love to have you right speaking of rides let's go for a ride with old mate todd Well hello and uh, welcome, it is a Sunday, my name is Ray, I'm out for a bit of a ride with old mate Todd, Todd's riding the Tiger XCX, the blue one that you've probably seen photos of, I've got the Tenere 700 and we decided to go for a wee hoon out to uh, Harry Hills, Harry, Harry Hills out in Wadadapa from um, from Wellington, oh good run over the Rimu Tuckers too. Uh, hello Todd. Hello Ray, it is Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah, good point actually, it is Saturday. Um, you can tell where my head is today. <laughs> yeah, I think I can. Oh, you were riding well, so that's fine. Uh, so a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, but you've, um, you've had the Triumph out today and it's looking the cleanest I've ever seen it. This is true. You 
gave me some motomuk. You tucked it in my bag one day and said, clean your bloody bike. <laughs> and I did so after some con contest. Um, but it's looking good. It worked really well. Uh, I did use half the can, but uh, yeah, I'm happy with the result. Yeah, so you spray it on. Did you have a beer and then spray it off, or did you just spray it on and then spray it off? No, I think I, I sprayed it on. I went around the bike, and I was making sure I didn't miss anything, and that kind of took up about 15, 20 minutes, and then I ended up working from the other end back. So I was being meticulous, uh, my once-a-year once cleaning of my bike. It's looking good. It's looking really good. Um, I mean, the, the top half of the bike was always reasonably clean. The bottom half was, was reasonably grubby. But um, it's really come made that the tank, the blue of the tank, come out nice and shiny. It looks great. I agree. I, I think the main thing I was trying to do is uh, clean the engine because I, I normally get with a sponge and some soap and do everything else okay. But when it comes to the engine, it's just too hard to get in there. So it was nice to spray, and spray on and spray off. As they say... Hey, um, something I wanted to talk to you about, because I'm not huge on uh, motorcycle racing. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the YouTube videos of the crashes and, and think it's all well and good and, and marvellous and great to watch. But, but you, you kind of watch it a bit more religiously than I do. You could say that. I do watch uh, every practice session and every race um, for every weekend. So I suppose, yeah, I do. And the press conference. So, yeah, I guess that puts me in that category, doesn't it? I woke up on, um, was it Friday morning and saw that there'd been a press conference overnight. Uh, somebody who had uh, has been involved in motorcycle, ra motorcycle racing for a very long time is, is hanging up his helmet. Can you talk us through it? Yes, a certain VR46, Valentino Rossi. Uh, he, he said on, I think it was our Thursday evening, he said there's going to be a special press conference about 2 a.m. our time. So I had a guess at this point that that was going to be the retirement. Um, there was always a question, though, because he's starting his own team. He's going to be a team manager next year. I'm not sure if you knew that. Um, but he, is, uh, the, he could have been racing in his own team. So that was the other option. He hasn't been performing so well in the last year or two, and I think everyone sort of saw the writing on the wall. That uh, It is interesting. He is riding faster than he's ever ridden around many tracks, but the competition has moved a lot further forward. So he's hanging up the boots and going into full-time uh, management, it seems, of his own race team. 20, I want to say 26. I've got no, no facts to back this up, but like 26 years of racing is a massive effort. It's, it's huge. I don't know if anyone will make it that far again. It's, it's a taxing sport. Uh, he did really well. He started young, but I think there was um, some... I heard today watching the race that the young Pedro Costa, he's 16 years old, doing really well in Moto3. If he was to go as long as Valentino Rossi, he would be racing till 2046, I think, 2048. Can you imagine that? Wow. Getting close to halfway through uh, 20... What the... What are we at? 2000. Two, uh, between now and 2100. Sorry, I had to get my head around that. So, um, yeah, a long time for the old doctor to be racing. Well, good on him. And he's, um, he, he's, done, a, he's done a lot for the sport, really, isn't he? And he's done a lot for, uh, for Yamaha as well. So um, it's been interesting. And, and, and I'll be interested to see what happens next. You know, there's so many, you hear of so much, there's so many rumours about what he's going to get up to, but nobody knows exactly what he's going to be doing next year, you know? That is true, yes. No one really knows what happens behind the Valentino Rossi wall. He's, uh, he's very secret about a lot of things. His training's very secret. He's, uh, it's been a very secretive guy compared to some of the others. So we'll see. But uh, he's a character. I think he'll be missed, but uh, I'm sure we're going to see him across social media because he seems to do that pretty well. Well, uh, it's starting to get a bit damp, so I reckon we should. Um, we can't even get into Harry Hills because it's closed and it's locked and we don't have the combination for the, for the padlock. So should we f see where this road goes? 
I think we should. I don't think we've got a decent chance at jumping the gate on our big adventure bike, so we should probably get back to the tarmac. Well, it's always the way. You go out for a ride, you uh, intend on um, getting a lot more photos, a lot more video, and a lot more recording of podcasts. Um, but in true Ray style, I was enjoying the ride too much, so I didn't bother pulling out the recorder. But we're... Um, now at the top of the Rimutaka Hill, which is, it's cool, but the sun's low in the sky, it's very sunny, it's very bright, it's very blue sky, um, and it's very calm, Todd. This is probably the calmest I've ever seen the top of the Rimutakas. Yeah, that's right. I've been over here where it's been really windy, but this is, this is lovely. We were, we were very lucky to avoid the rain pretty much all day. Yeah, a couple of spits, basically when we left, what was it, Harry Hills? Harry Hills, yes. Yeah, we had a bit, and then we skirted around the rain pretty much the whole day. Which was, uh, which was good. I'll tell you what, we've had a good run on coming here over the Rimutakas and then also heading back's been pretty good. I know we're at the top, so we still have some to go, but yeah, we've been very lucky on our run today. It's just the downhill cruise to home, literally, from here. But um, where did we go? We, we went and did um, uh, Admiral's Hill? Yeah, that's right, Admiral Hill. And then where did we end up in through, back through Greytown, didn't we? Carlton, Greytown, and then uh, back over the mountain again. Swap bikes for a little bit. I uh, got to ride the uh, the mighty Triumph Tiger XCX. What year is it? 2015, this one, which was the first year when they moved into the second generation of the 800. It's great. I love the colour. The blue is really nice. Um, you've done a bit of work as far as suspension, haven't you? I have done a bit, yeah. I've uh, upgraded the front forks, um, stronger fork springs, and uh, revalved both the front, uh, the forks and the and the shock. And uh, it's feeling really good, really planted on the road. I've... I've Feeling, uh, feeling fantastic today. I did make a bit of a change to the preload in the back a few weeks ago when we rode, but I never really got a good chance to ride. And yeah, it's just holding its line beautifully on the road. We talked about how you uh, you cleaned it. Um, it's a little bit more muddy now, though. You t- took a wee uh, offshoot. I was going around this hairpin, and you kind of just went left and went down this muddy hill. Well, it was a secret shortcut that I thought was <laughs> going to turn out brilliantly, and I happened to stall it about two metres into that shortcut. So I was going down, uh, trying to cut off speed without the engine working. Of course, I tried to drop the clutch, but it was way too muddy, so the whole back end was sliding out. I was very lucky I didn't fall off. I was anticipating a crash, and now I just have a dirty bike, so I think I think that's fine. Well, you didn't drop it, so... Um, and, and I didn't know. I was talking about some bloody thing and went around the corner, come around, you're at the bottom of the hill. Hello. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it went. But that's okay. Uh, I didn't have to pick it up today, which is good, because it's never fun picking these bikes up. Uh, how much jewels weigh? I think it's about 205 uh, dry. So fully loaded, I think 220 or so. Yeah, good. Good. What's yours? Uh, about about that, 210, 220. Yeah, I think they, they carry their weight a bit differently, because um, the, the triple versus the, the V-twin. Yours are V-twin, right? Not parallel twin? No, parallel twin. Oh. Parallel, there you go. Yeah, so the, the weight distribution's a little bit different. Um, I think the chassis's a bit different too, but it, my bike definitely feels more like a road bike, doesn't it? You know, when we swapped, yours feels like a big, big dirt bike. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're in your bike as opposed to on it, and um, yeah, you want to tuck in and go around the corners, and I mean, to me, it feels like a road bike, but it's obviously quite capable off-road. Um, I've seen how you ride that bike. I, I think you'd do a better job than I could. You know, I, I've gotten into changing the bike a lot more, you know, kind of adjusting the handlebars and um, the position of the levers and everything else. And I, I used to just use it in one setting all the time and just get used to it. But I realized making these tiny changes gives a lot more confidence. So when you have a little more confidence, you can choose to go faster or you can just be safer, uh, which I've 
kind of embraced that mentality a bit more. You know, make these adjustments, know how to make them so that you can just enjoy your riding more. You were saying that you uh, you kind of enjoy and you, your, your downtime, your time to chill after work is watching suspension tuning videos. Yeah, it's a dirty secret of mine. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very uh, therapeutic just to watch uh, you know, a whole bunch of different bikes, different configurations, different riders, go through a very similar process to you know, optimize the, the balance to get them to a place where they feel comfortable on the bike. Um, yeah, that's... It's just an interesting hobby of mine. Got to say, I really like with your bike where the uh, the levers are. After uh, I've ridden it twice now, and where the levers just they sit nicely, for you know where your hand sits on the on the grip, and you got your fingers resting on the levers. They're they're beautiful. They're well set up. Yeah, I think I would. I prefer like maybe one centimeter further away. I don't have any more adjustment, and it's one of those things where if you don't have fully adjustable levers, you can't quite get it to the perfect position. But I definitely agree that like having them closer is way better than just way too far. Having to reach for them is just a pain, um, and can be also quite dangerous because uh, you have to change the position, uh, particularly of your right hand, um, to be able to kind of go in and grab that brake, which is impacting your throttle control. Um, so your tricky off-roading and tricky, you know, cornering um, in the twisties here, it can be a bit dangerous if you don't have that perfect position to, to grab that brake. So for somebody who has, is, is not in love with the Tenere 700, you've ridden that twice now, what are your thoughts on that? I, tell you what, I really do like it. I, it's, it's one of those bikes that, aside from the seat being too bloody hard, I felt that it... It, it, you kind of feel like you're on top of the bike and you're directing where to go. You don't really, it's not really that the bike's taking you somewhere. You're kind of, uh, you know, in control of it. And, you know, we, we haven't kind of done anything off-road. It's only been on the road and around a few corners. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I could, I could muscle it to get some, you know, to push it to its limits. I, I feel like that would be exciting to push it. I mean, some of the bikes I've been on, you just don't have any confidence and you don't want to push it to its limits because you just know that you're going to come off a lot worse off. But um, yeah, Tenere 700, I'd be willing to push it a lot harder. How does it compare to the likes of a DR650? I mean, I've said that it, myself, it's basically a modern DR650. I think it feels like the 650 that my, my dad owns that's lives with me and uh, that's because we changed a few things on the suspension so it feels a lot stiffer the, the the stock dr650 is incredibly soft and plush and it's really hard to kind of uh control it but once you kind of stiffen it up a bit um and get a bit more control back the tenere 700 feels like a just more polished version um you know it's it's a different sort of bike but um if i had to pick between the two i think i'd if, if money was no problem i'd just go with the tenere and kind of deck it out to the way i'd want it but you know not many of us are in that position where we have unlimited funds and a garage full of six bikes. No, exactly. Not many of us have garages big enough for six bikes. Um, interesting thing, when we were coming back from uh, Raglan for the Triumph Tiger Adventure Ride, uh, we had the opportunity to put the bikes side by side, the, the Tiger and the Tenere 700, and, and just see how they kind of compare as far as acceleration and different gears and stuff. And um, it seemed back then that the Tiger had just a little bit on the t on the t7 just a fraction you were just ahead of me slightly but then swapping bikes today we did a very similar thing and you were ahead of me again which makes me wonder is it the bike or is it the rider well i've been going to the i've been going to the gym right so uh, <laughs> i don't know about you buddy <laughs> i've been i've been going to the church of pi <laughs> yeah i think i'm uh, i'm due to go to the church of pi right now i'm getting pretty hungry 
Yeah, good. All right, well, the sun is setting. Um, that's about it for our wee excursion on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of, what, the start of August. Um, let's cross back to the studio. And kicking things off for the news this episode, Benelli brings four cylinders back to the Lambs market with the TNT 600i. In recent years, learner-approved motorcycles or Lambs bikes uh, have been by and large limited to one or two cylinders, but Benelli is set to bring a screaming four-cylinder option to the Kiwi marketplace later this year. The 2022 Benelli TNT 600i is expected to arrive in the Australian and New Zealand markets in September, with pricing yet to be announced, but we're told it's going to be competitive. It's also going to be backed up with a two-year unlimited kilometre warranty and two years of premium roadside assistance. The engine puts down a healthy amount of power for a Lambs bike, with Benelli claiming maximum power torque at 54 horsepower or 44 kilowatts, around about 11,170 RPM. Maximum torque 51 newton meters coming in at 10,500 revs. The engine is backed up by a six-speed gearbox with final chain drive. While wet weight hasn't been released for the 2022 model, it still utilizes a, a steel trellis frame uh, of the previous generation TNT 600i, tip, uh, tipping the scales at 220 kgs. So don't expect the new bike to be under 200 is uh, where we're putting our money. Pulling everything to a stop is 320 millimeter diameter semi-floating discs up front with four piston radial calipers while out the back it's a 260mm disc bringing things to a halt backed up by ABS of course. Rolling stock comes in the form of aluminium alloy 17 inch rims fitted with uh, 120 by 70 and 180 by 55 tyres keeping everything in contact with the ground properly is a set of 50mm USD forks in the front and an aluminium alloy swing arm out the rear with an adjustable monoshock and uh, that's adjustable for spring preload. Tech-wise, the 2022 TNT 600i features its fair share of desirable gadgets including full-color TFT dash, backlit switchgear and a full suite of LED lighting. The last four-cylinder Lambs bike we rode was the Yamaha XJ6N in roughly 2015. Uh, that was Matt that rode that, with that model discontinued in the NZ market shortly thereafter. The Benelli could give up-and-coming riders who want to experience the smoothness and high-pitched engine noise of an inline-four the rare opportunity in a world where most manufacturers are opting for fewer cylinders uh, in all of their machines. It looks like a pretty picture too with its twin exhaust tucked up under the tail there. Uh, if you want to check it out, full photos and specs of the new Lambs bike coming to New Zealand, the Benelli TNT 600i, you can check it out at onthrottle.co.nz. If I was to try and describe what it looks like to you, I would say street fighter, I would say naked sports bike, um, it looks fantastic with the four exhausts coming out of the head of the engine there. The headlight reminiscent of the original MTO3. Uh, you know, that 660 version. Uh, great looking bike, do check it out. The Benelli TNT 600i. 
BMW have revealed a new R18 model for 2022. We've long known that BMW's cruiser aspirations didn't end with the R18, and this is now being confirmed with the unveiling of the new R18B and R18 Transcontinental. Taking the original R18 and adding more touring durability and more technology, the two new R18 models are clearly aimed at the American touring market with the big ball competition from Harley-Davidson and Indian uh, respectively. With the additional baggage and technology featured for the new BMW Tourers, we're expected to see the price increase on the base R18 model, which entered the market at 43990 earlier this year, and the first examples are not likely to arrive in New Zealand until 2022. Both bikes add a range of new features to the original R18 package and utilise the same 1802cc boxer engine. Now with new fairings, luggage, new electronics all included off the showroom floor. The R18B, and B is for bagger by the way, will sit in the middle of the R18 range with the factory supplied hard panniers and touring fairing uh, with low windshield included. The B also gets a matte black engine and slam a seat with the Transcontinental. The R18 Transcontinental sees more pillion accommodations added to the mix with the large top box and backrest along with more a luxurious seat and taller windscreen when compared to the Banger variant. Both bikes feature the same mid-mounted foot peg design owing to the large cylinder heads of the boxer engine, with the 1802cc twin cylinder producing 91 horsepower and 150 Nm of torque respectively. While the class remains largely the same as the original R18, the touring options have completely dispensed with the need for the rider to make any adjustments to the suspension, thanks to the use of travel-dependent damping and automatically adjustable spring preload. The 49mm fork tubes themselves are encased in fork sleeves, with BMW tying the R18 back to the old R5. Suspension travel is 120mm at the front and rear, Pulling up the 398kg R18B and the 427kg Transcontinental is a double brake system at the front with a single brake at the rear in conjunction with four piston fixed calipers and BMW Motorrad full integral braking ABS. However, BMW have saved the real party tricks for the electronic side of the R18s. Both still feature the same rider modes. The addition of the forward fairing has allowed BMW to add a huge 10.25 inch TFT display into the dash directly below the four analog gauges, as well as an audio speaker for those riders who like to keep their tunes up loud while on the road. Through the TFT, riders can manage navigation, music and other phone connectivity through the wireless connection of their smartphone via the BMW Motorrad Connect app. Definitely a pretty picture, kind of modernises the look a little bit. If you want to see these photos and get more specs and the full story on the new BMW R18s, head to onthrottle.co.nz or grab your copy of the latest Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. Quite a bit of anger came out on the Christchurch Off-Road Motorcycle Club's Facebook page uh, late last week. 
They were to be holding the Michael Godfrey Memorial Motocross Weekend over the weekend, but uh, and it was the second time, it, had, it was the second date, it had already been postponed. However, Thursday, the weather's looking fantastic, Friday morning, 20 millimetres of rain, and suddenly most of the track is underwater once again. Their post on social media reads as follows, it's with a heavy heart that yet again the organisers have made the hideous decision to postpone the 2021 Michael Godfrey Memorial Motocross to a new date yet to be confirmed. Once again, Mother Nature has been unkind to us and the track and pits are currently flooded. Quite a bit of anger then came out with 120 comments at time of recording this. Suzanne Armitage, for goodness sake, people have travelled from afar, changed work arrangements and made a serious commitment to attend this weekend. The call to postpone should have been made earlier. The response from Christchurch Off-Road Motorcycle Club was that uh, weather was good on Thursday and, and nobody knew that it was going to rain on Friday. Quite a few more comments came out, some in support and some against the Christchurch Off-Road Motorcycle Club. People like Ross Sutherland asking what's changed, we're halfway there and can't cancel our accommodation, uh, and being told that, well, the track's underwater, so unfortunately the event's not happening. 20 millimetres of rain so far on Friday morning, and then being asked why they didn't cancel the event earlier. Well, Ross, read the rest of the comments, read the room, buddy. Uh, so we do hope that the Christchurch Off-Road Motorcycle Club can run that event in future, and uh, unfortunately, come on guys, you gotta be a little bit understanding, especially when the track's underwater. It's it's not cool, it's not cool, but the event's been canceled. Sorry, you've you've got to uh, to make sure that when you're booking accommodation and travel that your, your things are refundable and you keep on top of the weather updates, I guess. And that about wraps up the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for getting involved. Thank you to the people who reached out this week. Um, I would love to hear from you on any of the following. Do you have a ride plan? Have you been on a ride that you think, man, more people should know about this ride? More people should know about this road. I'd love to share it with you. Uh, do you have any feedback on the podcast? Have you bought a new bike recently? Have you had one bike for a long time? Have you got a story about something? A ride that you've done or an event you went to or just your bike or a modification you did? I would love to hear from you on any of those or just feedback on the podcast, good, bad or indifferent. Get in touch. Podcast at kiwirider.co.nz is the email address podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and we are on TikTok as well uploading videos and content and photos and all that stuff all the time so jump on all those platforms you can also get hold of me personally on Instagram I've got uh, T7Adventures at T7Adventures uh, uploading videos and photos and stuff all the time uh, so love to have your contact love to hear from you with your feedback and all that sort of jazz otherwise this has been Kiwi Rider Podcast I've been Ray Heron thank you very much for joining me keep the rubber side down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time.